everybody, and welcome to episode number 12 of On the Flank. I am one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And when it comes to analysis, we are On the Flank. Joe, BlizzCon weekend, it's over, and we're here <laughs> to talk it's about true. it. It's we, true. We made it. Yeah, I can't, I mean... Our last podcast recording was on a Wednesday, but it still feels like it's been the full week because this weekend was so <laughs> filled with, with events. We finally get to talk about uh, some competition. It's been a while. Um, the Overwatch World Cups. The Overwatch World Cup's amazing. Honestly, that's just, every time we get to the top eight, I remember how amazing it is. Um, I love it every year. It's it's one of my favorite, even though it's just a show match, as everyone points out. It's still one of my favorite events, um, and I, I I love I love it a lot, especially the top eight. Um, lots of nationality pride. I think the I think the leading story. I know South Korea won, but that's not even like the leading story at this point. I think <laughs> the leading story here is China and UK, two teams filled with contenders talent coming out and uh one making the semifinals and putting up the best competition against South Korea and one making the finals in China. Joe, what do you what do you think about these contenders players showing showing up to to the World Cup? This is crazy, yeah. Um you know, we talked about our our picks last week. Uh I had the USA winning the whole thing. <laughs> our picks uh, were yeah. very poor. <laughs> but, and of but, course, you know, we knew going into it that that was going to be optimistic, but uh but yeah, that that uh, US UK match was crazy. Uh, yeah, just to, to see, uh, especially you know, fusions. Um, we we uh, put a comment in the notes, I think, somewhere. Yeah. Up and off, um, you coming in um, on that replacement for Team UK coming in from the group stage. Uh, that was a really good choice, evidently. Um, mm. You know, really helping pull the team together against yeah some really tough competition. They had. Uh, through uh, if they were going to make it through you know past uh, the u.s and then past south korea um but yeah those uh, it was a really fun team to watch especially um i almost kind of want to go back now and look at some of the group stage matches again and see if i can see you know, you know so some of those things coming back um yeah. yeah and then of course china you know i had uh optimistic about china uh, you know i said they'd probably at least beat finland but then uh, who knew after that um but sure enough you know not only uh, not only did they beat finland but then also canada um all the way to second place so it was a great showing from them um i think probably a notable player there from that team would be uh leave uh, just for that uh the the pure depth of hero pool he showed over the weekend oh, yeah. i think i saw a graphic on reddit he played like eight heroes or something in three matches Lots uh, yeah and if you include some of the group stage heroes it's like um out of the 28 yeah 28 heroes that are in the roster currently he played 10 of them for like as the top three for every match he played it was it was ridiculous yeah i was super impressed with leaves doomfist especially oh my god that man was was a beast on doomfist just destroying canada on that doomfist we're gonna see him um, play. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, I came in. To, both of us, both of our predictions were terrible. 
Um, you had U.S. winning it all. At least I had South Korea winning it all. But <laughs> going into the semifinals, I was one for four on quarterfinal matches. I predicted Finland to beat China. I predicted France to beat Canada. And I predicted the United States to beat U.K. All those didn't happen. Um, I, I was only successful on South Korea, which is it's not a hard prediction at all. So... Uh, I, I'm as an analyst, I'm pretty disappointed in myself, but, um, <laughs> I don't think anyone could have, I think more people could have expected China, but I, I was just thinking about how last year China had the same exact hype going into top eight. And then they, they just lost in the first round. Uh, but this year their players were able to, to really carry them all the way into the finals. Um, this year that spot was claimed by the United States. <laughs> I mean, it's always claimed by the United States. Um, yeah, some post uh, or some comment on Reddit was like, turns out that South Korea wasn't the United States enemy, but rather the quarterfinals. Um, <laughs> but I, you cannot, honestly, I was I was going to be like, oh, how does the United States throw this one? But um, as, ever, as I said in the last podcast, I was visiting my brother in Pittsburgh, uh, so I wasn't able to watch anything live, but I rewatched them not through the v- Overwatch World Cup viewer, but just over Twitch. I have yet to use the viewer, and I cannot wait to get on it after this podcast. Actually, I'm finally home, finally able to do that. Um, but honestly, rewatching that UK United States match, I was United States played their hearts out. Honestly, UK just looked like a beast of a team. Um, and watching my favorite match of the entire weekend, and I'm sure everyone's was, was South Korea, UK, because it was insane that UK just kept pulling out these ties, um, and was keeping up with them the entire time. Uh, you gotta, like you said, you gotta give, uh, props to Fusions, who apparently was the vocal leader as well. And he made a big difference. Um, but Kib and Mikey A, you gotta give credit to those two guys as well, honestly. I think those DPS players really carried them through, especially the South Korea game. I think the South Korea, South Korean tanks fate, I think had a better, he was better at blocking fusions or shatters than Mumo was. I think that's where United States was lacking. Very big was, was um, their ability to block earth shatters as specifically Mumo. I think his game was off this weekend. Um, but yeah, when when fusions was being shut down and focused, Mikey A and Kib were were there to to uh, hold United UK up and and almost almost take a map off South Korea and and uh, get get them into that finals. It was so close there on uh, Rialto there. Yeah, I see. Uh, you know, I think of tons of different iconic plays for the weekend, right? Uh, from uh, like the South Korea UK on Rialto um, there, I've. There's Reddit clips floating around now of, uh, uh, I think, yeah, Kib and Mikey A. Um, uh, killing Jonak on Ana, you know, going for a back cap. <laughs> or to the uh, South Korea v. China, King's Row. Um, when, uh, I want to say it was Lee, no, no, because it was South Korea. So it was it was Carpe and uh, Jonak and some third player all blocked a shatter from Gushway like at the same time. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that clip, uh, yeah. but yeah, just incredible plays all the way around. There were a bunch of yeah, there were a bunch of clips like that, and there was there were clips of the South Korean team blocking a fusion surge shatter as well. Basically, everyone like this is how you do it, US. You you gotta everyone's gotta like sacrifice their bodies to block these these big earth shatters. Um, 
But yeah, overall, <clears throat> really impressed with the competition. Of course, South Korea comes up on top, and I really wish China could have put in a better effort there instead of getting four owed. But um, honestly, you can't you can't deny how well this contender's talent played out. I mean, the fact that China was able to beat Canada is is amazing. Um, what did what you think? We haven't talked about Canada at all. They had high expectations. What did you think about Canada's performance this weekend? Canada, all the way from uh, the very first series they played against France, uh, when XQC didn't have a right click for two maps, all the way from right then, um, you know, there's is an, an interesting team to watch uh, as they go through, as they went through the uh, weekend, right? So they they did beat France finally. Um, they played Busan for the first time, so that was cool. Uh, we saw it later in some series too. I don't know. I don't remember which one. Might have been the finals. It was the or, Busan, or the uh, third? No, no, because it was the other third, third place, place match. match. Yeah, because Canada played it twice. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, all the way from that, and then Canada versus China, when they just got pounded, uh, at least in the first couple of maps. Um, watching that, uh, watching that VOD bag was really interesting because, um, you, you know, between maps when they would pan over the Canadians' faces, and it's just they didn't know what to do with themselves yeah, yeah. against this Chinese team. It was crazy. Uh, yeah. And then, but then obviously being able to come back um, and uh, uh, take third place, you know, winning in that bronze medal match, um, you know, they've, you know, talked about in interviews because at that point, um, you know, the stress is over, right. That you've, you're already um, out of contention for the championship. So it's just time to, to show off and, you know, uh, uh, fulfill you the best you can you yeah. know with the opportunity you've got left that third place match was very good as well that was the only 3-2 of the weekend the that's only true. one that went to I think believe that's the only one that went to five maps so even even the final that was best of seven only went to four maps um, yeah huh. Canada I as a United States fan Canada is kind of my rival so um, wasn't really rooting for Canada um this this weekend but um overall it was cool to see i think it was cool to see xqc back on the big stage i think he was enjoying it um i think he performed a little under what he usually performs honestly um and i think canada that was just a crazy game versus china like i just (laughs) i don't think anyone expected pure domination from china like spawn capping spawn camping on king's row and just Honestly, Leaves Doomfist was just just insane on on King's Row and Temple of Anubis, just destroying Canada, um, and that was that was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I, I would watch if you want like a nice, quick, like just fun to watch game. Go back and watch China and Canada, uh, and if you want some amazing Doomfist gameplay, watch that as well. Uh, let's talk about the final real quick. South Korea, China. What 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 do you think? Why do you think South Korea was just able to purely dominate China after China purely dominated someone like Canada? Um, yes. Yeah, so one thing uh, they were talking about, you know, in the, the the commentary of the match was that uh, South Korea and China, in preparation for this uh, for these BlizzCon playoffs, uh, had actually been scrim partners uh, uh, during the lead up to this. So they, you know, in one sense. Um, that China had felt uh, a little constricted in that final match um, 
based on the experience that they had had uh, with South Korea and that South Korea had with them in scrims and stuff as far as strategy goes. Um, you know, so there might be a little bit of something to say there. I'm trying to pull up a page that has the the maps so I can be refreshed of what that actually was. But, um, yes. Yeah, so, so the scoreline it wasn't quite as um, pulling up a page. It wasn't quite as uh, dominating as the scoreline might think it was. I mean, the, the scoreline might lead you to believe it was. So like Temple of Anubis was relatively close. Um, if I am recalling correctly, same with Gibraltar. Uh, yeah, Gibraltar too. Um, you, you know, this uh, China sort of got warmed up, maybe as as the match goes on. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's uh, you, you know we talked about you know Korea obviously has been dominating. Um, you know, in several years now, they've they've won three years in a row in the World Cup. Um, and you know, so it was just a matter of who, um, if anybody could actually take this. Um, you know, I, I I pointed out well. I thought maybe the United States had a sh- had a shot, um, but clearly that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, it's um, it, it ultimately just comes down. You know, where uh, where is the Chinese talent? Um, and you know, they're certainly in a good place around the world, but uh, evidently not uh, not quite stacking up against you know this powerhouse that we know that there is um, in South Korea. Yeah, I think one of the main reasons I think China. I think China and South Korea were playing very similar comps, very similar styles throughout um, the entire tournament, and and China was just able to counter their other opponents that weren't playing this mirror comp against them. But once they came up against someone who was playing the mirror comp of their strategy, um, and that someone was South Korea, it was just too tough because South Korea was able to to uh, to execute that composition a little better than. China was so it was just going to be hard for China in the end to do anything against South Korea super impressed by China China's players I'm very upset to find out that most of this talent is 17 years old and cannot play until cannot play in the Overwatch League until season three leave in particular yeah Especially leave because that man has lots of skills. Uh, but we will be seeing Gushue, who is obviously a fan favorite now after after his tank play. Reminded a lot of people of Miro and his performance at the first World Cup. Um, those main takes, they come out to play in the World Cup. They really do. <laughs> uh, one more thing I was going to talk about. Oh, yes. Um, in the Butler University Discord. Uh, you guys were talking about goats over over the weekend and countering it with Farah. And uh, as I watched South Korea against United Kingdom on Nepal, I uh, I believe you were on the side of arguing that Farah was a good counter to goats. And South Korea's Farah was an insane counter to their goats, UK's goats, <laughs> on that on that point in Nepal. And all I could think about was was Joe arguing that point. Wait, yeah. So the little context, yeah. The discussion was about. Um... Uh, Farah versus Junkrat in particular, um, and so let me see if I can pull that up actually. Because yeah, some of the the Junkrat argument was that well, um, it might be more effective just because um, you know closer onto the ground, and I don't even know what else. Scrolling back, there's something about shield him being able to break shields or, I uh, yeah, because because um, yeah, Junkrat's close to the shields. Um, and Junkrat has a better ult um, in terms of you know that far is likely to more more likely to die um, that sort of thing. 
Uh, yeah, it's the the thing about Farai is that she's out of range of essentially all of those heroes um, in the traditional goats comp. Uh, you know, possible exception of Diva, um, but as long as you can take care of the Diva, Farai can pretty well get around. For example, a Rhine Shield or a Brig Shield. Um, and the other thing was, I don't know, that's basically it. But yeah, so that was a conversation we had. Um, but yeah, I'll have to go back and look at that uh, yeah. particular map because I don't think I saw it. But it was Nepal um, Village on Nepal. They were like, I'm not, I, I don't think UK was running a diva, which was to their to their detriment. But um, I believe if they were running a diva, they weren't contesting the fair at all. They were literally all just huddled in on the point on village. And um, I can't That's remember. That's the problem. Who was on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm guessing it was Libro on Pharah because that's their Pharah player. Yeah. But um, they just had Libro on Pharah just like shooting on to the point, and UK could not do anything as, as this Pharah was doing so much damage. Um, and UK ended up taking that point because of it. Or, I mean, South Korea did. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just reminded me of that argument he had. I was like, oh, well, fair is working out super well here. But yeah, I, th- I think it's map to map for sure. I think you guys are both both have good arguments. Junk, if there's a Junkrat map, then Junkrat's going to be better. But if it's a if it's a good map for Farah and the team isn't playing Diva, then Farah's probably the better option. Um, but yeah, we saw a lot of counters. We know Doomfist and Sombra have been good counters to Goat as well, Goats as well. Um, but I, I think at the end of the weekend. Uh, UK proved that they were they were the team, uh, the best team at goats, and goats originated in Europe and continues to be the tanky region in the Overwatch uh, competitive scene. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited to see um, to see Fusions, Kib, Mikey A, these people in the Overwatch League, uh, which leads kind of into i mean i guess we should talk about overwatch world cup viewer first but um yeah we're going to talk more about this british team a little bit later with rumors about them overwatch world cup viewer did you use it all joe because as i mentioned i have not yet i've yet to use it um yeah so i've i've used the overwatch world cup viewer enough um to sort of make my judgment about it it's gonna be great for um for content creators um and for analysts um and um, for private use, once you get into, um, uh, once it becomes available to for use for your own games, that's going to be excellent. Um, but at least in the state, we saw it uh, this weekend, which is um, obviously was a beta. You know, they've said they're definitely going to iterate on it. They're definitely going to um, continue working. But, uh, but but I wasn't so much of a fan just as like a casual observing tool. Um, for the state of the viewer currently. Um, and I think part of that is um, because there wasn't any context with it. Uh, you, they've talked about that this is a goal for them. Uh, we know for sure that they are going to try to, um, for example, add the uh, the audio commentary um, into that feed somehow and make that more accessible because um, that wasn't uh, this weekend. And again, the, the viewer is still up essentially for the entire month of November, apparently. So you can go back and watch all the maps you want. Um, but yeah, so but there was no, uh, you know, caster commentary uh, piped in. There wasn't any. Um, I'm trying to think, they might not even. No, they did label the teams, uh, so that that helps a little bit. But there wasn't any um, any of that extra production value stuff that 
um, you know, helps helps when you're when you're not trying to intensely watch when you're trying to you know casually watch um, the match because um, it is a lot more of an active um, an active thing when you're using yeah obviously control the camera and you have to be thinking about what you're trying to do um, but, but it is cool to see uh, like for example I I pulled up um, uh, one of Canada's Busan maps. Um, and discovered that, sure enough, all uh, you know, I've I've heard it said, but I had never actually verified it. Uh, but sure enough, all three points of the control map are loaded at the same time, uh, because also that camera, um, at least the way it is right now, uh, has no clip on, so you can clip through all the walls and all the floors and um, go go out and look at all the all the background map geometry that you never yeah. see otherwise. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of cool if you're interested yeah. in that, but. Um, yeah, I used to do that back when, uh, just when we had the three control maps, just like you were able to like kind of glitch and see the entire map and see, uh, see Nepal and, and Li Zhang and see how Li Zhang is like where the maps are on the actual tower and see where the, all the maps were on Ilios and in comparison to each other, like just on this little island. It was cool. Uh, so I'll definitely yeah. do that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just in general, the, uh, uh, yeah, so I, what I'm looking forward to most about, uh, the current state of the viewer, obviously, uh, they said they're going to work on it and make it better, um, just for, for individual use. Um, but, but what I'm looking forward to from this weekend is to go back, um, and watch some of the things that professionals are able to do with it now. Um, you know, I, I know Jane, uh, for example, is is going through. He said he's going to review the Canada matches. I know um, there's there's a Reddit thread somewhere that they've they've put together a whole uh, combination of, of all the YouTubers and streamers who are going through and doing uh, their own map reviews now. And those I think are going to be super valuable, uh, more so than anything I certainly at least could uh, could do with this viewer. Um, um, but but it, it is going to be cool. Um, there, there's definitely lots of potential there. Um, so, yeah, we just have to see, uh, see see exactly where it goes. But it's definitely going to be a useful tool. Yeah. So my only experience with it so far is seeing these highlights on Reddit, um, and so far so good. <laughs> honestly, like just seeing these pros analyze pro play and get get some more information out there. That's great, and I can't wait to use it myself. I used to do some uh, map reviews up on my YouTube channel, so. Uh, I would definitely like to use this tool for that for map reviewing because it's always great to get your own angles and and it's easier to show an audience like look how look how important this play is if you can get the right angle on it instead of saying oh look at look at the Reinhardt far in the back he's doing this like you can actually zoom in on that um I don't know about watching it live I definitely like when this was announced I definitely saw more value in in replaying things because i as a as a sports media journalism person from butler i very much enjoy the production of of overwatch league and understanding um what's going on siri siri (laughs) shush siri's interrupting me what is she doing what is she even talking about i don't know huh Sounds like the weather or something. Yeah, she just gave me like a whole list of things. Uh, But yeah, sorry about that. Siri, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, replay tool. I see it more as, oh my God. (laughs) 
Hopefully she's done. So uh, you're talking about being a sports media person. Yes, sports media person. So I always enjoy um, I always enjoy watching the production, the, the commentators. I would love to be a commentator one day, whether it's Overwatch or any eSport or sport. I would love to be a commentator or a desk or analyst um, or even just producer and backstage. I've, I've learned and been around a lot of that stuff. So, so watching the broadcast itself is very beneficial to me personally. So if they don't add any of that production stuff to the actual viewer, then it's probably just going to be a replay tool for me in the end. I think having, I think if it had like in-game stats and all this stuff and commentary, like that's when I would probably end up switching to it. But it's for now, it's a really useful replay tool. Uh, yeah. Anything else about the viewer before we move on to news? Uh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Can't wait for it to be uh, out of beta and ready for the Overwatch League. Uh, to start us off, Manitin. <laughs> he is going to the Mayhem Academy. This is, I believe, the first downgrade of the season, right? The first Overwatch I think League. So. I certainly think so. Yeah. First Overwatch League two contenders. So... And obviously it wasn't direct, but still. <laughs> yeah. Um to to it's a it's a good old sending down to the minor leagues minor leagues uh move. Uh what what do you think about this move, Joe? Um yeah, so the the reason I put this on here, yeah, it's just because it's it's super notable. Um obviously for that reason that they've you know, essentially demoted him. Um but potentially what that does mean is that they're not quite done with him yet. Um uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he played for Team Sweden right here in the World Cup. Uh, possibly. I want to say. I'm guessing he's he did. I, I, I seem to remember that he did. Most um, of Florida yeah. Mayhem did. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, just in general, you know, clearly um, he, he's he's not done, um, and and Florida isn't done with him quite yet, which is cool. Uh, could, you know that they were able to give him that chance. Um, you know, it sounds like maybe uh, obviously there was. Uh, a good uh, length of time, you know, in between the time he was dropped and the time he was picked up, uh, maybe those things happened uh, relatively, uh, relatively close to each other. We don't know, um, but at, for whatever reason, uh, you know, he's been given a, another shot at this, so that's cool to see. Um, you know, if yeah. nothing else, <laughs> yeah, definitely cool to see um, them sort of give him another chance. He's a good player, so um obviously mayhem after a, a poor season they're going to want to rebuild that roster which they have with many many south koreans but uh yeah they might as well might as well be nice to someone like manhattan none of the other none of the rest of the players that um that the mayhem dropped have found found homes yet officially logic specifically everyone wants logics to find a home but he has yet to so manhattan coming in I mean, I like seeing these people who got dropped find new places. Uh, Manhattan, even though it's contenders, it's still something. All right. Fusions. We, we talked about them. UK. ESPN basically confirmed this rumor. ESPN Esports basically confirmed the rumor that uh, Fusions is going to go to the Boston Uprising. And um, uh, Huck <laughs> deleted a tweet where he basically also confirmed that some UK talent would be going to the Boston uprising. Uh, I don't know if that also involves Mikey a and Kib, but uh, we definitely know now that it involves fusions. Uh, do you think this is a, a good pickup for Boston uprising after that uh, overwatch world cup performance? 
Uh, no, definitely, I will say um, that, that it's a good pickup. I, I don't know if it's a good pick. Um, I mean, uh, looking at the roster here, Gamsu, Note, and Axiom now, all three um, in a, a tank sort of position. Um, is it, you know, to so pick up a fourth, that's fine. You know, if that's something you want to do, um, you, you know, it's just something to consider. Uh, they're sitting in nine players right now. Um, but yeah, so, and if you were going to add, uh, for example, you said Mikey A or Kib, uh, both of those DPS players from the Team UK, um, again, so you're sitting at a really pretty, um, pretty solid roster there. Um, uh, and DPS already, you know, uh, plus a color hex striker. We talked about Boston a little bit last week also. Um, that yeah, it's um, it, it's definitely a good pickup. I, w- I really want to see what they do with this tank line now. If they um, if they try to turn this into some kind of rotation, uh, you know, do two and two, uh, kind of like uh, Philadelphia Fusion did season one with uh, you know Freggy, uh, Poco, and Sato Hotba in uh, stages three and four. You know, we'll have to see what happens. But definitely a good pickup for sure. Yeah, uh, he's a good player and a good uh, leader. And if they I don't know if these rumors are true and Gamsu's not happy and all these people aren't happy. It might be, might be time to trade him um, and uh, fill in maybe a more European roster is what they're going for. Uh, with I mean, they added Color Hex and maybe more of an English roster is what they want. Uh, but I'm uh, Huck, Huck's all over the place. I don't know what's happening with Boston Uprising and what they'll end up doing. Uh, but with three tanks, Fusion is Fusions is a uh, an okay pickup because Gamsu is such a good main take already. Uh, but uh, to snag fusions is good nonetheless. Um, nonetheless, good pickup. Yes. And Mike Yang Kib, I hope I hope they find places as well. Uh, I mean, you know, even if it turns into uh, you know just trade bait for something else, I mean, <laughs> it's still going to give value to the team definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, some more Overwatch League news, unfortunately. Reinforce is not going to be returning to Overwatch League this season on the desk. Very sad news, right, Joe? Very sad. It is a shame. Yeah, in my opinion, Reinforce, he, as a former player, I think he brought the most knowledge to the desk, but I I know that that's not what Overwatch, that's not what uh, Blizzard wants from the desk. They want a more casual, simple, simplistic view of the game rather than in-depth and uh, sort of deeper. They want casual viewers to understand what's happening, basically, and what they're saying. Uh, Bren has said it many times on his stream that uh, he would love to go deeper into his into his analysis, but um, that's not what Blizzard wants. They want him to be sort of fun, make funny predictions, and and uh, go as simplistic as you can. Point out the bigger plays. Um, so it, I kind of understand if, if Blizzard wants to go that direction, why they wouldn't want Reinforce on the desk. But uh, you, you got to admit that the guy was the smartest person on that desk and was, <laughs> was giving the most... I mean, he was a former player, and he was, given, he was giving the best analysis out of anybody. Definitely. Yeah, it's... Um... You know, he's definitely added value to that. Um, it's just a shame to lose that completely. Hopefully, um, hopefully, be able to you know stay involved. Um, the you know somehow, he, obviously, it's not going to be um, as a you know primary talent. But uh, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. 
Uh, he's, he said he's uh, still going to stay involved in Overwatch. He's not done with that yet um, in his the tweet announcement that he made. So, uh, you, you know, I mean, you know, for all we know, he could be, um, I, I don't know if it's something he's considered even, uh, looking for a spot with a team, uh, yeah. you know, as a, an analyst position or a coach position. Uh, uh, I, I just to see. I wouldn't pass up on reinforce as an analyst or something like that. Even maybe a player. There um, you go. He's yeah. been doing that recently too. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty sad loss. Uh, it just makes me wonder who they're going to be replacing him with. Uh, unless they're just doing complete cutbacks. Um, but we'll see. We, we will see what happens. I know there was rumors that Mika Burton from Overwatch Contenders was going to come in and, uh, as a as a host though that's not desk so um i guess would they consider pocket like a host or see just like the de- uh, still considered desk like who is yeah, a I host i mean um that would be like malik and Soviet, i'd yeah, assume yeah that's what i was thinking but, um, yeah i don't know but uh, yeah it was a rumor that mika was going to be one of those uh, zp came in on the thread for reinforce saying that neither him or jake are re- replacing them and please don't make drama about it <laughs> um, which is it's good yeah so we know i mean and zp basically said like i i'm still focused on casting i'm not coming to the desk so um yeah and zp zp is always great um and jake of course performing super well he's got he officially announced that he is still going to be playing for the outlaws which i think we pretty much already knew uh so yeah not surprising <laughs> we'll see who joins the desk um it might be uh Jamerson, I think is his name, who's in contenders with ZP. Yeah. Um, he he's he's been more of a desk person while ZP's usually more of a caster, so maybe it's him. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um Blizzcon Maybe they found games. somebody new. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's just someone out of nowhere that nobody has ever heard of. Um, <laughs> BlizzCon reveals. Uh, started off with with some. Uh, this was like pre-show BlizzCon. They announced Lucio O's. Confirmed. This was before the opening ceremonies. <laughs> yeah, it was. I remember they just like played an advertisement for it, like right before the ceremonies were starting. Um, it was that much low priority. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't lead with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lucio O's confirmed apparently they taste delicious from all the people i saw eating it on camera this weekend um and including I, uh uh yeah it was sideshow who was yeah. ate it and yes. put the milk on before his cereal and everyone was shocked <laughs> of course i mean you gotta I, I doubt he does that every time he's just <laughs> trying to get he's trying to get the audience to react guys come on uh, but yeah, everyone. Jeff said that they had like a box of Lucio's in the in the uh, Blizzard office, and everyone just like ate them in a day, basically. Just kept going <laughs> to this guy's desk that had them and just ate the whole box. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to pick this up. When when does this come out again, Joe? Do you remember? Um, uh, they said December. I think I don't know if they gave a date in December, but December. Yeah, I, give me and some. And if, of course, that does come with the loot boost item too. We mentioned that several weeks ago, back when the thing was first discovered. Yeah, who needs loot boosts? I just want the delicious cereal, dude. <laughs> the delicious taste of Lucio. <laughs> All right, uh, we we got some. Of course, BlizzCon. We got some other Blizzard news first. Uh, we were lucky enough that the Hearthstone 
the Hearthstone uh, stage was not working, so we got to skip right to Overwatch, past the, past the old Hearthstone, um, and uh, we got we got Jeff come on out in that in that Overwatch World Cup stadium, and uh, give us the cinematic reunion. It was a McCree cinematic. Uh, all the signs were correct. Uh, what'd you What'd you think of this this cinematic, Joe? Uh, re- yeah, reunion was cool. Uh, if you haven't seen it. You should go watch it. Uh, obviously, it involves the new hero too, which is always cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting uh, because, um, the, unlike some of the other ones, um, the when they introduced it, it, almost seemed to be primarily intended to advance, um, to advance the lore and advance the plot that we have, rather than just to to fill in what we essentially already know. Uh, thinking, for example, about. Um, the diva short the most recent one came out in like late august or something mm-hmm. um which essentially was just hey guess what it's diva <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean you know you know how it works sure enough here's a cinematic about exactly everything you know about diva uh, yeah. but no this one this one was to um you, you know obviously uh there are several threads here now that we can follow um and I think uh, it's fair to say that there are plans to follow now, um, headed into the future here. Um, and, you know, lots of gunplay. And who doesn't like gunplay? Yeah. Uh, the lore has been like, st- you're right. The lore has been stuck in this place where it's like, all right, here, Winston calling, needs to recall all of Overwatch. And that's how it's been for for about two two and a half years now. <laughs> Winston's just been... <laughs> calling everyone back into action but um this finally advanced that plot a little bit and was like winston like thanks for calling me mccree but uh basically here is um echo a a robot she's gonna do better uh but yeah when 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 we got tons of new characters in this short and jeff immediately like pointed that out and was like oh so many heroes we could make into new (laughs) characters here and uh, I, I was personally cross. I know everyone was crossing their fingers for different people. I was crossing my fingers for Ash. I really was. I liked Ash the best out of all these. And we got Ash. We got Ash. Uh, Hero 29, as I predicted and as I wanted, we got another hit scan primary weapon focused hero. Finally. No more. I mean, she's got some abilities, but it does not seem like her abilities are going to be her main focus and how she's going. I mean, the rocket jumps obviously going to affect how she's played and the dynamites, a good side ability, but her primary weapon seems to be her strongest thing, which is exactly what we need in overwatch. We haven't had someone thing like this since soldier since widow and since McCree, which came out with the, at the beginning of the game. Joe, what do you think about Ash? Yeah, this is going to be cool. Um, yeah, uh, you know, lots of firsts for Overwatch. Um, you know, first hero that can aim down sights properly, which is cool. Uh, <laughs> Widow and Ana don't count because uh, they've, you know, obviously using the scope. Um, first hero to uh, have a burn effect if you don't count New Torb, uh, which isn't really quite the same. Uh, we'll have to see if uh, apparently uh, there's a Jeff interview we're talking about. We'll talk about later, but apparently he doesn't. I even know whether the uh, the burn from dynamite 
has a similar effect against armor uh, like Torb's ult does, so we'll have to see. Uh, that might be the case, so it might be uh, actually more effective against uh, this, these kinds of tanky uh, ghost-type comps that we see, uh, you, you know, than we think it might be. But obviously she's not on PTR yet, so we don't know. Um, but yeah, it's going to be... Uh, yeah, we have we have skill not only with the uh, the primary fire and the the aim down sights fire, um, but also uh, with the movement abilities. It looks like it's a pretty big not back um, self not back on the coach gun, which is cool. Um, like it was bigger than I expected it to be when I was watching some gameplay footage that uh, people were putting on YouTube and that sort of thing. Um, and then of course we have to talk about Bob because uh, Bob is the ultimate. Um, uh, you know, runs forward, knocks some heroes up. You can sort of kind of aim it, uh, but then he sits in place uh, with 1,200 health and acts just as a giant Torb turret for some time. We don't know exactly how long. Um, but, but he also acts uh, essentially like a seventh hero. Uh, from what I've heard from the playtesters on the BlizzCon floor, uh, you can you can nano boost Bob, uh, you can damage boost Bob, you can uh, stun Heal. Bob. What? You, you heal them, yeah. Um, the, yeah, so lots of different things, uh, lots of different types of utility you can do, which is cool. Um, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently, apparently he was nerfed in the developer build as late as like last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So far, Bob seems pretty powerful, uh, and honestly, my favorite alt in the game, thematically at least. Um, yeah, I think it's just hilarious. Uh, Bob, do something. I love that that, that <laughs> alt voice line. It's definitely my favorite. And just thematically, like the fact that her alt is like to summon Bob is is amazing. Um, Echo was the other character uh, revealed in this cinematic. Everyone, there's tons of Echo fans out there that are like, why wasn't it Echo? So many people crying over the fact that Ash got in and not Echo. And uh, unfortunately for those fans, Echo isn't even Hero 30, according to Jeff. Uh, in, it was in the, the interview with Fran that Jeff confirmed that Hero 30 is, uh, is already fully playable, and it is not Echo. It is somebody else. So but he did talk about Echo a little bit in that interview, though, uh, basically asking the chat what they thought Echo was, support, tanker, DPS. Uh, and then uh, basically giving us no answers on that. <laughs> so, uh, but but pretty much, conf- I don't know, kind of confirming she's not a tank by saying that like she's super small and like and stuff like that. But I I, I, I would imagine she's a support. She should, if, she would definitely be some kind of shield tank if that were the case. <laughs> exactly, that's what they were talking about. Um, but were you Joe? Were you rooting for Echo or Ash to be revealed as Hero Twenty Nine? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It certainly um, certainly seemed more likely based on the uh, cinematic that we'd be headed in an echo direction. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Lots of the more recent heroes have been um, a lot more focused on the, their own backstory, and we certainly got a lot more of that for Ash um, in the cinematic than we did for Echo. Uh, but we definitely haven't seen the last of her, I'm sure. Definitely not. Um, and Echo, according to Jeff, Echoes is very important to the lore, and uh, it's a an important weapon for for Overwatch itself. 
uh, as an organization. Apparently, McCree believes Echo to have more potential and be more important to Overwatch and Winston than himself. So, so Echo, important character going forward. I thought she was cool. We didn't, like you said, we didn't get enough. We got more lore about Ash, and we knew more about Ash. And I, I feel like I barely know what Echo is supposed to be yet. Uh, but I, I'm sure we will be learning more about Echo in the months to come. If not Hero 31, then definitely Hero 32. I guarantee coming out next year is Echo for sure. Uh, unfortunately, not Hero 30. But we're coming on the big Hero 30, Joe. That's crazy. It's true. It's after, what, almost three years now? Or that's, four? Yeah. That's almost four years. Three that's years. Three years. Hundred heroes. <laughs> 30 yeah 30 is almost 100 that's how uh, that works we are yeah we're getting close to league of legends 137 heroes we're almost there <laughs> on track <laughs> i cannot imagine overwatch having that many heroes uh that would take so long at the at the rate that uh blizzard puts out their heroes so yeah. uh besides that that was all we, we, we would definitely need an optimization patch by then <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes, we would. Um, yeah, besides that, that was all they revealed at BlizzCon. No Overwatch League panel this year. Or little, They had a little panel last year where Night Answer announced the schedule and everything. Uh, and I remember it. It was, it was fun. But we didn't get anything this, this year. They didn't let Nate have his, has, have his little time. And it makes sense. We've, we only have two of the, new, of the new brandings out there. Oh, yeah. Um, France announced when they're announcing, or Paris announced when they're announcing their branding. They announced the announcement? Yes, they announced the announcement, like everybody does. Uh, I think (laughs) it's this week. Let me check. Oh, I hadn't seen that. That's cool. Yes, I I will be, I'm going to their Twitter right now (laughs) to check. Uh, The other thing about Echo, I'll say while you're looking at this, was that apparently... um, I think this was in uh, Stylosa's interview. They interviewed Michael Chu and somebody else who I forget. But they said apparently uh, the dev team either has always known or has known for a really long time that it was Echo inside that payload on Route 66. Um, and they were just trying to figure out a good time to announce it. So, but now it's the time, apparently. Wow. Uh, yeah, that, that character has been on concept art since before the game was released, if I recall correctly. Um, it sounds right. Yeah. People just thought she was Athena. People thought that was Athena, um, and it was—it's an echo. So yes, it is this week. It is Thursday, November eighth. I'm guessing. What what would get what we get last time? We got Atlanta on a Monday, and we got Toronto on a Wednesday, right? Yeah. So this is a Thursday. So this is going to be a little different. I'm I'm guessing maybe we'll get some. T- maybe we'll get one tomorrow on Tuesday, and then we'll get a Thursday. I just want more. I'm just I'm just hope, being hopeful. Um, you, you sounded a little bit conspiracy theorist. Yes, yeah. conspiracy theorist. There, Please, just reveal all of this because I know once they reveal all the branding, that's when they can. Because Nate's like, I have the schedule. I could release it whenever I want. It's gonna be once the branding is released. I know it. Um, yeah, that certainly makes the most sense. <laughs> yeah, so just release the branding already. I, I, you can name your team Paris Eternal. I don't care. Just release your branding. <laughs> um, did we have we talked about this on the? Sh- did we talk about Paris Eternal last week? Paris Eternal? Week? I don't think so. No. Dang. 
Yeah, I don't think we did talk about it. Because <laughs> the last episode was the adjectives, right? Yeah, it was the episode we talked about the adjectives on with Toronto and Atlanta, but I'm not sure if we talked about the eternal. Did we talk oh, no, about yeah, the that? Yeah, that was two weeks rumor? ago. No, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we'll talk about it when it's revealed because, man, I. I don't know. I tweeted about it. I, I am I am very upset about this eternal rumor. Um, and you guys you guys know I I'm upset about these adjective nicknames. But um, <laughs> eternal that just crossed the line. Anyways, Jeff's <clears throat> interview. He not only went on stream with Iman GG on the first day, uh, but then with Fran, oh. who by the way signed um, with the Atlanta Rain as a streamer. This, I think, the day of this interview, actually. Going the Philly Fusion route. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Got Imong and Kibachi and yeah, somebody exactly. else I can't think of. Um, but, yeah, they Jeff revealed a bunch of stuff, uh, insider stuff, mainly about Ash um, and development of Ash and some things about Echo, uh, revealing also that that hero 30 they are they have six heroes i believe ready to go like kind of in stages of of development and hero 30 the next hero is fully playable in their dev build right now all the other heroes are in are in different places in their development obviously um so hero 30 right there and once people heard six in development they were like please blizzard make it four a year now instead of three just increase it by one hero um, and I'm with them on that on that bandwagon. The more heroes, the better. I know that they have balance issues, but just give me some more. Um, stepping back from annoying CC, I know so many people are happy to hear this because every hero they've released has been crowd control, crowd control, crowd control, uh, wrecking ball. You got Brigitte. All these all these heroes just annoying CC after annoying CC. Stun, stun, stun knock up and i think it's interesting that yeah um in this interview you know he says we're, we're stepping back from cc because you know it's annoying and ash is a good uh, but even ash has uh at least one soft cc oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see what happens with the dynamite but uh it's, it's thought that was interesting he's like yeah see look no 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 more cc it's like have, have you seen there the hero no that CC. you created <laughs> <laughs> they just love cc so much uh but yeah there is cc i think I don't know how much people are going to be using it. May I guess if it is played more like a widow and in the back line, then it's going to be used to like knock a tracer away. Yeah, like, like a self peel kind of thing. Exactly, but I don't know if it's going to be because my Korean soldier are kind of played in the back as well. I don't think. Yeah, I'm guessing she's not going to be like in your face kind of hero. But it with her gun, she is kind of flexible to the point where she could be either in your face. Or far back. I think that's the point of her. So, uh, I'm she's either she's either using her rocket jump as CC if she's in the back, or if she's trying to peel forward and go go into their back line. She's using that rocket jump as as propel, propelling herself towards other people. Um, so a lot less CC, but the, she still does have CC. Um, Blizzard loves CC. They love CC lately. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard to make like a tank. I think one of the biggest reasons is um, they're making, they have to make a lot of tanks and supports and tanks and supports in other games are like def a lot of tanks and supports are defined, defined by CC. 
um, because that's what that's kind of the definition of support is like is protecting your um, <clears throat> especially Brigitte uh, protecting your team from from the rest of their team by by uh, crowd controlling them uh, and League of Legends of course has tons of crowd control characters at this point and most of them are supporting tank so it's hard to make a supporter tank without CC, but obviously it's possible. They have tons of supports and tanks without CC in the game. So they should definitely move away from that because I'm sick of XQC tweeting about it. <laughs> if nothing else, they should do it for XQC. <laughs> yeah, straight up. XQC needs to, needs to tweet about other things at this point. Um, <laughs> they talked about um, Mercy mercy for a little bit at anna and they talk about how mercy was was the king of the queen of supports for for many many seasons while anna was just nowhere to be found for many many seasons and now they are buffing mercy once again um but they also talked about anna's nano boost was this what sometimes we know what we're doing was in reference to yeah yeah it's the anna buff <laughs> yeah it's the anna buff nano boost some people were saying that wasn't enough of a buff um, or, or but, that it wouldn't do anything or that it wouldn't do anything yeah. and jeff said sometimes we we know what we're we know what we're doing <laughs> uh, which is a funny little quote by by jeff um he was a super throughout this whole stream i watched pretty much the whole thing uh he was just like a super humble nice guy that's what i love about jeff is he's just like i don't know he he lowers the expectations of the development team pretty low and basically like makes me think ah they're just humans like they can't get everything right i can't be upset at them forever um because it's they're not gonna get everything right they're they're just like us you know they they're people um anything else from this interview you thought was was cool Ooh, actually the dev update for ash just came out oh um but from this interview no that's (laughs) uh that's basically it Okay, uh, BlizzCon impressions overall this year. I liked it a lot, even though we didn't get we didn't get a map. We didn't get uh, the Overwatch League announcement. Those were those were two things that were missing from last year. But I, I still enjoyed it a lot because I am super excited for Ash and and Ash is one of my favorite heroes they have announced in a while. Uh, what do you think of BlizzCon? It was cool, yeah. Um, you know, obviously it had its ups and downs. Uh, specifically looking at Diablo Immortal, but um, but yeah, it, it was really cool. Uh, uh, it, it, there was a, a, I had a little bit a little bit of a feeling, um, and maybe it's just because we didn't get a new map. Um, but it, it, I had a little bit of a feeling like something was missing um, after the invade because really, you know, we got Ash, we got uh, we got the animated short. Um, I just felt like there was a little bit something else, uh, but. You know it's good. Obviously, they've there's there's stuff coming. We knew there's stuff coming. Um, yeah. So it's just trying to see uh, exactly when that can happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing we get that map announcement like December. But uh, obviously, I'm a competitive guy. I want that Overwatch League news. That's what was missing for me. Uh, even just getting another panel with them talking about season two changes more in depth, honestly, and just like. I would, I would love – Nate Nancer hasn't really done any interviews since uh, that season two, like, schedule announcement came out, which was just, like, the new formatting stuff. 
I would love to just see an interview with Nate and answer about why they chose to do certain things and, and what direction they want to take it uh, to because uh, we got that last year, and that's that was amazing, especially after BlizzCon. Nate and answer was just because they announced uh, the preseason, the schedule, everything, and he was just going from podcast to podcast and panel to panel just explaining what their thoughts were on everything. Unfortunately, we're not going to get that yet, but I imagine we're going to get that pretty soon here, Joe. Uh, but, yeah, that's all we got for this episode of yeah, On the Black. Uh... The dev update says Ash is currently available for testing on the PTR. Um, as of right specifically now, that update hasn't gone through yet, but presumably that means in the next couple hours it will. So yeah. probably by the time you're listening to this, you can update your PTR and play Ash. You heard that live. You heard that live here on On the Flame. <laughs> the best podcast of all time. That's right. There you go. Uh, yeah, that's big. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to try Ash and PTR right after this. But first, I got to go through my Overwatch World Cup viewer and uh, recap these games. I'm excited to to maybe I'll put out another video on YouTube. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that's it for this episode on the flank. Hopefully, we get some more Overwatch League news this week. We will be getting the Paris Eternal name, which I will be able to complain about for 30 <laughs> minutes straight on this podcast next week. This was episode no. <laughs> if, if that isn't something to look forward to, what is? Oh, yeah. I'm going to go in depth. I'm probably going to, <laughs> My plan is I'm going to go through every single sports team name. <laughs> I'm going to list every sports team I know, and then we'll see if any of them have adjectives as their team nickname. And the answer is going to be no. Um, but, yeah, that was episode 12 of On the Flank. Here's our social media. If you want to follow us, follow us on our personal social media accounts. My Twitter is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. I-N-C. And uh, our show has a Twitter. On the Flank Show is our Twitter's name. Our email is show at gmail.com. You can either add us on Twitter or email us at that email address if you have any topics you would like us to talk about. Of course, you are listening to this podcast, so you found us in some way. If you want to listen to it, Somewhere else, you can go to ontheflink.podbean.com, my personal YouTube channel, which is linked on my Twitter. It's it's John George. We are on iTunes or Apple Podcasts if you have an iPhone. And if you have an Android, we are on Spotify as well. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you had a wonderful BlizzCon weekend. And I uh, hope everyone has a, has a wonderful beginning to their November. Bob, do something. <laughs>